The following audio is from Gold Country Baptist Church in Shingle Springs, California. Visit gcb.church to find more resources and to learn about our church. Hi there. It's good to see everyone. It's been good fellowship so far. It's, it's great to be out here. Um, I'm Jesse Francis. This is my wife, Shalise. And then we have Ray Lynn, who's six, and Ledger in the back. He's four. And then Thea, who's two. Um, Shell would like to go first, so I'll go ahead and let you go. Okay. All right, I'm just going to read mine straight through because I'm not an off-the-cuff kind of person. Um, okay. I have been attending Gold Country Baptist for 16 years. I was 12 years old when my family first joined, and we were there for Pastor Phil's first ever sermon at GCBC. I grew up in a Christian home where the Bible was taught to me from a very young age. My parents and older sister were constantly teaching me the truths of Scripture, and I was in the Iwana program at Sparky's, memorizing verses every week. My parents made sure to take the time to explain to me what the verses I was memorizing meant so that it wouldn't just be head knowledge, but a heart-transforming understanding. I was five when I understood I was a sinner and needed to repent and trust in Christ for my salvation, which he would freely give. I was so young, but I understood the basics of the gospel, that Jesus loved me, died for my sins, was buried, rose again, and that it was by his grace that I was saved. As Ephesians 2, 8 through 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I truly believed this at that young age. As I grew in my faith each year in the sanctification process, I began to more fully grasp the depth of my sin and how wretched I really was, and I began to better understand the gospel in all its glory and how awesome and magnificent our God truly is. My desperate need for Christ was revealed to me by my full understanding of my shameful sin and the fact that nothing I do is good apart from Christ. Before I was saved, I was dead in sin, but now I was alive in Christ and my faith was secure in him. I developed a love for the Lord as my personal Lord and Savior and Redeemer. One of my favorite verses, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, gives us the hope that only comes from God. I deserve death and eternity in hell, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we are dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. It was in junior high when Christ worked in my heart and life and transformed my heart even more. My eyes were open to the worldly and secular society we live in, and I began to see some of my friends make decisions that I knew were not pleasing to the Lord. I knew that as a Christian, I was to be different than the world, set apart for Christ. I wanted to obey Christ's call for my life, even if it caused me to differ from the norm. As a follower of Christ, I knew I was to be like a city on a hill. As Matthew 5.14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. I continued to grow in my faith through high school, as I was being fed the word by Mark Freeman in Sunday school and Pastor Phil in the worship service each Sunday, as well as through personal study time. In addition, participating in the Iwana Varsity Bible Quizzing event each year was a tremendous blessing for me and helped my, me grow in my faith and understanding of scripture. Two of the books that we went through in the high school program that had a huge impact on my life were Romans and 1 Corinthians. I learned so much about how I am to walk worthy of the calling with which I have been called. Since junior high and through high school and college, I continued to grow in my faith. The Holy Spirit revealed to me many sin areas in my life that needed to be repented of and dealt with, 
and the Lord has shown me his amazing grace and mercy time and again. I met my husband when I was 18, and we got married when I was 20. The Lord has grown me and exposed my sin so much through marriage and parenting. We have walked through many trials together that tested our faith. One, being almost losing our first baby when she was five months old to a rare illness and spending a month in the ICU with her, and then a very long road to recovery. We walked through many other health struggles with our kids after that, and it showed me how much I needed God every moment of every day. He taught me that I was not in control at all and needed to fully entrust my kids to him. More recently, we walked through two miscarriages, as well as the passing of Grace Bernardo, who was one of my dearest friends. This has brought us to our knees and caused us to search the scriptures for comfort. God has held us through it all and has been our refuge as we cling to him. Through trials, we have seen God grow us, strengthen us, and he has always sustained us. We have learned that even when our hearts are broken, he is always near and we can praise him in the storms. He gives and takes away, but his ways are always good. He allows us to cry out to him in prayer, and even when we don't know what to pray, he intercedes for us. He is our help and our hope. I am still growing in my faith, and the Lord is continuing to sanctify me. I know that my chief purpose in life is to strive with the strength from the Holy Spirit to glorify God and enjoy him forever. I will fail and continue to sin, but as I grow in my relationship with God, he is conforming me more and more into the image of his Son, and for this I praise God. My, savior, my salvation is not by anything I have done, but only through Christ. At the moment of my salvation, I was adopted into the family of God as a daughter of the King. I am so undeserving, and yet he still loves me and has guaranteed me an everlasting life with him in heaven when this fleeting life on earth is over. I am so excited for the day to worship and bow down before the face of God. Thanks. Well, uh, the beginning of my testimony is probably fairly similar to a lot of yours in that I was uh, born and raised in a, in a Christian family. Both my parents were Christians before they met, and although they were Christians and taught us truths from the Bible, my childhood experience living in a Christian home was different than typical. The church that my parents had been attending for years had a significant falling out and eventually split apart when I was a baby. From then on, my parents decided not to attend a traditional church and instead opted to start a home church. And that, that ranged from about three families to seven families over the many years that we were part of that. The home church that we were part of was not led by pastors or, or elders or any type of leadership. It was more like a Bible study, and uh, different members would uh, be responsible to bring the message or the lesson each week. It wasn't until I turned 21 that I would attend a church, um, a, a regular church, a traditional church, um, for the first time regularly. Um, although the messages were Bible-centered and oftentimes deep at the home church, it was not at all structured for kids, and we were not uh, required to attend the messages or the lessons, so we rarely did. Uh, as kids, it turned into just an opportunity for us to hang out with friends. In addition to not attending church, I didn't have a structured devotional life at home. I didn't have any desire to study or to grow on my own. My dad was a great example of being dedicated to scripture and being passionate about his faith. However, he rarely organized his passion into lessons for opportun or opportunities for us as kids to learn. Although looking back on that, he was probably far better than I remember. I just was not interested at the time. Uh, over the many years that I was a part of that church, um, I had no evidence of growth. I didn't have any fruit. Um, and 
and uh, I had no accountability as well. And I would say probably at the time that I was a Christian, but I had no interest in the Bible or having a personal relationship with Christ. I just figured at the time that my family were Christians, so I must be as well. When I turned 16 or 17, my parents made it my choice on whether or not to attend their home church. I started going less and less, and eventually I didn't go at all. At that point in my life, my, my parents and my older brother were the only Christian influences I had. Most of my friends were friends from sports and other secular settings. When I graduated high school, I got a job at Taco Bell, and the direction my life went after that was, was downhill quite a bit. I moved out of my parents' house and surrounded myself with people that didn't know God. By this point, if you would have asked me if I was a Christian, I would have said no. For a couple of years, I got sucked deeper and deeper into the things of this world. I was deeply entangled by the sin of lust. I regularly would get drunk and occasionally took part in doing drugs. I thought only of my own selfish desires, and eventually I would struggle off and on with depression. I was completely opposed to God at the time. As I approached my 21st birthday, I was dealing with anxiety and depression. I was lost and distraught. My heart felt empty, and it longed for something more, but my mind couldn't comprehend what was missing. At every turn, I felt lost with no direction. Little did I know that in my despair, God was working on my heart. I lived alone at the time. I, uh, in a house, a little house that I had bought a couple of years before, a, a few weeks after I turned 21, I was at my home alone, and I remember, I remember being in anguish. I couldn't understand how I could be so unhappy. For years, I had freely pursued my f fleshly desires that I thought would bring me joy. I didn't recognize that I was a slave to my sin. The things that I thought would bring me joy were the very things that caused me pain. It was that day that the Lord softened my heart and called me to himself. I recognized my desperate need for a savior. I was overwhelmed by the realization that I was in such distress because I needed the Lord. I realized that the anguish that I had been feeling was the crushing weight of sin separating me from God. I was so broken in that moment that I fell to my knees and wept. Matthew 5, verse 3 says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of the heaven. Poor in spirit describes how I felt at that moment. The Holy Spirit had opened my eyes to recognize my utter spiritual, spiritual bankruptcy apart from God. At that point, I prayed a version of the sinner's prayer. I pled for forgiveness, for the forgiveness of my sins, and for the help of the Holy Spirit. I thank God for his grace his love, and that his son had paid the price for my sin. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help him in time of need. To help in time of need. By the grace of God, my life changed dramatically, very quickly. I felt convicted by the Holy Spirit in many areas of my life. It was like a 180-degree turnaround. I immediately stopped swearing, getting drunk, doing drugs, along with several other sin areas of my life. My God, by God's providence, within a couple weeks of becoming saved, an old friend that I hadn't spoken to in years texted me and invited me to GCBC's Young Adult Volleyball Night. That invitation would change my, would change my spiritual walk forever. That night at volleyball would also be the first time that I met Shalise, um, years, years ago. Um, needless to say, I started attending every week. I was working Sunday mornings at the time, but I started 
attending GCBC's weekly evening services. That was the first time I attended church, and I was immediately convicted by the deep preaching and teaching of God's Word. I also remember feeling at home. I was surrounded by the body of Christ that loved and cared deeply for one another, and I'm so grateful and blessed to continue that today. After several months of attending evening services, I felt convicted to attend the morning services and told my boss that I couldn't work Sundays anymore. In addition, I joined a men's Bible study led by Shell's older brother. All this time, God was growing my desire to know him and his word deeper. I felt convicted to study and to learn. I had grown, completely, I had grown up completely uninterested in scripture, but God put it in my heart to study my, my Bible daily. I decided to read my entire Bible from beginning to end. In fact, I already had my eyes on Shalice at the time, but I told myself, I remember telling myself, I can't go out with her until I've read through the whole Bible. Um, shortly after that, I was dating Shell. That was the quickest I read through the Bible, probably. <laughs> um, the Lord used our dating relationship to grow me more. Part of me felt intimidated by Shell. She had been a Christian for so long, and I was and very spiritually mature, and here I was, a brand new baby Christian. God used that to grow me in humility and to convict me to study God's word and specifically to study the role of a godly man and husband. Shell was also very gracious and patient with me. I also started going through the book, the book Disciplines of a Godly Man, with JP, my father-in-law. I highly recommend the book. Uh, the study was very convicting, and I appreciated the discipleship and influence of a uh, more mature believer. Shell and I got married in October of 2015 when I was 23. During the first year or two of marriage, God grew me in many ways. The Holy Spirit revealed selfishness in me, convicted me to strive to be more sacrificial. A year and a half later, we were blessed with Raylin, and not long after that, Ledger and Thea. The kids were a huge blessing in my life. I had looked forward to having kids my entire life. That being said, I was not prepared for all of the sin parenting would expose in my heart. Parenting revealed my lack of patience, and my tendency towards selfishness. By the grace of God, I have grown in each of those areas, but I still have plenty of room to improve. When I became a father, I was more convicted than ever to take my role as a leader, as a leader of our family, more seriously. I, re I realized that I fell short far too often in leading, in leading the family spiritually, something that I still am working on to this day. I have been working on developing and maintaining consistent routines of training and worshiping that includes catechisms, reading scripture, and singing worship every night with Shell and the kids. I'm thankful for God's grace when I fall short. As Shell mentioned earlier, the trials we have gone through since becoming parents have grown us tremendously in our faith. We almost lost Raylan at five years old to a rare illness. She stopped breathing in my arms, but was mercifully, five months old, sorry, but was mercifully saved by God. And the, and the hospital staff that was was there. So, um, as Shel oh sorry, we dealt with a range of significant health problems with Ledger and Thea, and more recently lost two babies to miscarriage, including one that would have been due tomorrow. Through those hardships, we have learned to cling to God and to trust Him fully. He loves us and has a perfect plan for us, even when we can't understand it. I love Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, which says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. I'm thankful that I have the Holy Spirit interceding for me and convicting me of my sin. I'm thankful that, that God chose me out of my sin to be adopted into his family, not by my own accord or through works, but through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ.
Ephesians 1, 4 through 5 says, Even as he chose us in him before the foundations of the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him, in love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Thank you.